Well, amen. I am so glad y'all are here. Welcome to Grace. If you didn't hear me in the beginning, thank you for being here, even if it's your first time, second time, eighth time. So today we are going to continue our series on vision. Last week we talked on what is vision? What is God doing? What is vision? And today we are going to be talking on not only what is vision, but how vision we are better together. With vision, we are better together. And so I wanted to give you a couple stories before we dive into our scripture. There's a story, it's an interesting story, that illustrates how we need to support others because of our inherent weakness and vulnerability. According to USA Today, on Wednesday, November 23rd, 1994... A couple named Sandy and Theresa boarded TWA Flight 265 in New York to fly to Orlando and see Disney World. How many of y'all have ever been to Disney World before? Theresa was almost seven months pregnant. 30 minutes into the flight, Theresa doubled over in pain and began bleeding. Flight attendants announced that they needed a doctor and a Long Island Internist volunteered. Theresa soon gave birth to a baby boy, but the baby was in trouble. The umbilical cord was wrapped tightly around the baby's neck, and he wasn't breathing. He, his face was turning blue. Two paramedics rushed forward to help. One of them, whom specialized in infant respiratory procedures, he asked if any had a straw, which he wanted to use to suction fluid from the baby's lungs. The plane did not stock straws, but a flight attendant remembered having a straw left over from a juice box she had brought on board the plane. The paramedics inserted the straw in the baby's lungs, and the internist administered CPR. The internist asked for something he could use to tie off the umbilical cord. A passenger offered a shoelace. Four minutes of terror had passed. Then the little baby boy started whimpering. Soon the crew was able to joyfully announce that it was a baby boy and everyone on board cheered and clapped. The parents gave the little boy a name named Matthew. And if those of you that know what Matthew means, Matthew means God sent. The people on board the plane were all God sends. The father said to everybody. Indeed, God had met the need through people that gave what they had and did what they could. God usually meets needs through people. What a different outcome if Theresa had alone had been alone where no one could have come to help her. There's another story of a little boy and a dad where they bring unity. And it says unity does not negate individuality. Unity embraces diversity to create a stronger whole. My son, Jonathan, got called to practice with the Arizona Cardinals a few years ago as a fullback. As a fullback, he's had success in college and was trying his game out for a few years in the NFL. 
But if Jonathan would have showed up at practice and started playing as the quarterback, the center, or even as a wide receiver, he'd have been kicked off the team before practice was even over. Jonathan is a fullback. And if he doesn't play like a fullback, then the team is worse off because of it. You see, a football team, if you've ever played football, you know that you are a team, right? I played football in my younger years up to, college, or up to high school, the end of high school. And I remember that we had such a tight group of five of us. I played six-man football, and normally football is made up 11. And in our six, there were about five of us that were so connected, we knew exactly what each other was doing. I was a first-string running back, and I remember just running at full speed. And I remember my, the quarterback, my friend, he would always say, just run as fast as you can. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to throw it. Okay? Just run. And him and I were so in sync that I would run as fast as I could, and I knew at a specific marker to look up, and the ball would be right there. Because we have had such a strong relationship, we knew exactly where each other was going. And God has a team. It's made up of African Americans, Anglo, Hispanics, Asians, Middle Eastern, and a variety of other people and cultures. He never wants you to make your distinction, your history, or your background so diminish your distinction, your history, or your background, thus leaving little individuality with which to con contribute to his team. He doesn't want us to use our backgrounds as a wall to hold us back. He wants us to use what he has given us. The reason, the reason is that God has a goal. He has an agenda, a kingdom agenda. He has given us the playbook for his kingdom agenda, and it's called the Bible. This is his playbook. He has done this so that we when executing his plays, will put his glory on display. One way this occurs is when the whole world looks on and sees brothers and sisters in Christ huddling together across racial, cultural, and generational lines. But just like an NFL team, the huddle is not the play. The huddle accomplishes nothing on its own. In fact, if the huddle lasts much longer than 25 seconds, those watching will lose interest and complain. Because that's what they had paid their $75 for their ticket to see. Instead, they want to see what difference. They want to know the difference in their plays that they're making. This is what's not to do. I know I'm telling you a lot of stories before I begin, but there's a reason I'm telling you these stories. And I hope you're understanding these stories as I go. Two friends were out hunting. It's about that season. They're hunting. As they were walking through the woods, one of them suddenly screamed, and the other one looked around and saw a huge grizzly bear charging right at them. The first friend started frantically putting on his tennis shoes. When his buddy saw him quickly, he quickly asked, What are you doing? Don't you know you can't outrun a grizzly bear? 
The first guy responded, I don't have to run, I don't have to outrun the grizzly, grizzly bear. I just have to run out you. Hmm. And instead of just always, you guys, listen to this. I am reminded from this morning that as a family of God gets together, that our faith ought to affect our relationships. And instead of just always looking out for ourselves, we need to recognize that we really do need each other because we all are members of the same body. Not that's, now, that's not an easy thing to do. As someone once said, to dwell with saints above, that will be glory. But to live with saints below, that's another story. So today, we're going to be talking about how we are better together. How we are better together. And if you have your Bible, I want you to open it up to Ecclesiastes chapter 4. And we're going to go through verse 9 through 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 12. And when you get there, you can use your phone. If you have your Bible, use your Bible. I want you to say amen when you're there. That way I know to keep on going. We are better together. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. Who's there? You're there? You got one? You got two? You got three? Sold. In verse chapter 9 through 12, it says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 on 12 now. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. I like that verse. It's a good verse. You know, I can't help but go to my kid heart and talk about a cartoon network TV show called Paw Patrol. How many of y'all have kids or have ever heard of Paw Patrol? Paw Patrol is a group of dogs. And I put here, get ready for a tail wagging, good time, and these rescue adventures with the Paw Patrol. Ryder leads a team of rescue pups, Marshall, Rubble, Chase, Rocky, Zuma, and Skye, who save their town from everyday emergencies, whether it's finding missing elephants, fixing windmills, or another minor mishap involving clumsy Captain Turbot. Save the day with Ryder and his team of heroic puppies as they help their community in Adventure Bay. For Paw Patrol, no, no job is too big, no pup is too small. I wanted to show you the theme song because it's very catchy and it'll get in your brain. But in the theme song it says, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, we'll meet them on the double. Okay, then it goes into the job's too big, no job's too big, no pup is too small. And it's so true. And I want to go over each dog 
real fast to give you a glimpse of what this story is and what this cartoon is and why I'm bringing it up. The first one in the story is Ryder, who is a 10-year-old boy who is a computer tech whiz and an inventor. He also leads the team. Then you have Chase, the mature and serious German Shepherd with the skills of a police dog, traffic dog, and a super spy. Marshall, the clumsy but big-hearted Dalmatian with the skills of a fire pup and medic. You have Rubble, the gruff-looking but sweet and athletic English bulldog with the skills of a construction pup. And then you have Skye, the graceful, cute, and smart cockapoo with the skills of a pilot. Rocky, the hydrophobic, the hydrophobic but enthusiastic and resourceful mixed breed with echo skills. Zuma, the water the la and laughter loving chocolate lab with swimming and diving skills and any other skills of a lifeguard. And you got three more. Everest. The hyperactive husky, I like huskies. The hyperactive huskies who's ready to go ice or snow. Robodog, the fast and robotic pup that drives the Paw Patroller and the Air Patroller. Tracker, the new pup with a keen sense of smell for finding things. You see, from Marshall the fire dog to Chase the police pup and Skye who flies high in her copter, each pup brings a unique personality and skill to the team, modeling the importance of teamwork and good citizenship. They all have special pup packs on their back to help them handle anything. From rescuing kittens, to saving a train from a rock slide, because no matter how big the adventure, the Paw Patrol always has time for a game, a laugh, and an ear to scratch from Ryder. And so I'm going to ask for a couple people's help, and I'm going to, Charity, can you help me out real fast? I need a couple people's help to do this because we are better together and I believe that we are gonna do something fun today. Is that okay to have fun? Yeah. Is that a no I heard? Yeah. Everybody say yay for having fun. Yay. yay, okay, there we go. All right, so Miss Charity's gonna give a few puzzle pieces out to four people and I am just going to ask y'all to come up and start putting this puzzle piece together. I started the outline, that way you know exactly where it's going and where it's beginning. Try not to break it, it's very touchy. There we go, all right, so if you got those puzzle pieces, y'all come right up here and I want you to start putting this puzzle together, working together. And for those that don't have a puzzle piece, I want you to start looking up 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Yes, of course. It's a whole puzzle. Luckily, it's not a thousand-piece puzzle. That would be intense. All right, I hope you're going to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There you go. You need more puzzle pieces. You don't have enough. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 through 13. And as they do that, they are going to figure it out. And I want us to read this because this is going to prepare us for what is to come. 
1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 through 13. The human body has many parts, which is diversity. But the many parts, diversity, make up one unity, a whole body. So it is with the whole body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. That's the diversity. But we have all been baptized into one body by the Holy Spirit, and we all share the same spirit. There's the unity. Each piece that they put on is a unique shape, size, and color. I hear almost. Y'all almost done already? Wow, y'all moving. You're putting it together. That's awesome. Y'all keep going. You're working together. That's good. You're better together. You know that? You're better together. We're going to continue in verse 18. It says, but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. And then in Psalms chapter 139, verse 14, it says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Looks like they are almost finished. You're close. You've got it. We're, we're, we're just sitting here patiently waiting. You're fine. You're fine. You're better together. Good job. Thank y'all. You got it. I think it does go there. It will fit. You just got to force it in sometimes, you know? Ta-da! Oh, you got one more. One more piece. Boom. And boom. There it is. There it is. I'm all alone right now. Uh-oh, no, I'm here with you. I don't know what you're talking about. Am I chopped liver? Is that what you're saying? Here we go. There you go, okay. Ho hopefully it stays. Thank you, Albert. And it says, all paws on deck. Yeah, let's give it up for all of our helpers. They're awesome. They're so good. All paws on deck. Do you know that God dreams big dreams for his children? Not only does God dream big dreams for his children, he uniquely created and prepares each one of us to fulfill them. Think about your unique gifts and talents. Everybody close your eyes. Think about your unique gifts and talents. What specific passion and interests do you have? How is your family different from others? What circumstances in life have given you a different perspective? You can open your eyes. You see, as a child of God, you are one of a kind. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are one of a kind. Turn to the other person and say, I am one of a kind. You see, you are a master's potter's original. He originally made you. You are the original charity. You are the original Miss Martha. You are the original Mark. You are the original Ruth. The scripture tells us that God knew you and formed you in your mother's womb. Yes, God had planted seeds of greatness in your life. And you have everything you need in Christ Jesus to fulfill God's plan and his purpose. So think about your unique gifts and talents and rejoice in them. Ask God to help you look at your life's experience with a new eye. And then seize each opportunity to use your God-given passions. 
desires, experience, and perspective to share him with others. Because you see, as a child of God, you have everything you need to fulfill his purpose for your life. I'm going to say that again. As a child of God, you have everything you need to fulfill his purpose for your life. One piece on this puzzle, one piece is not more or less valuable than the other. In order to complete this puzzle, we must have the complete puzzle. And how frustrating is it when you're doing a thousand piece puzzle and you get to the end and you realize you're missing one piece? It becomes so frustrating. You're like, I spent all this time doing this. You see, every piece matters. Every piece matters. So I want us to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 19. And we're going to go all the way to 27. It says, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 19. How strange a body would be. It would be strange. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I do not need you. It would be kind of interesting. I do not need you. Goodbye. The head can't say to the feet, eh, I don't need you either. And it continues in verse 22. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatness care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. While the more honorable parts do not require this special care, so God has put the body together so, such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. You see, when one piece is missing, we all fail. It continues in verse 25. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored... All the parts are glad. We are better together. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. I mentioned this, I think, Wednesday and maybe even last Sunday, but my father-in-law always said, everybody houses a soul. Everybody houses a soul. Let love be your highest goal. Sacrificial love. And so I'm going to ask you a hard, deep question. Do you attend church for your own sake? Or do you come to be a blessing and to encourage others? You see, because the only thing God ever wanted from you is all of you. Where has, God, where has God designed you to serve the body? You see, I'm going to ask Miss Charity to come and just play the piano. And, and I want to show you something because 
You see, that puzzle, it says, all paws on deck. And as I put this together, we are putting all of our paws on deck because when we put all of our paws on deck, you'll see something amazing. And that is that we are better together. When we put all of our paws on deck, we become better together. Not missing one piece, but putting all of our pieces together using all of our gifts and talents for God's kingdom. Whether that's serving in kids' ministry, whether that's serving on the prayer team. Maybe you want to help ushering. Maybe you want to hold doors open while people come and just shake someone's hand and say, God bless you, we're so thankful you're here. Can we all stand? As Charity plays and sings, I want us to bring our puzzle piece to the altar. I want to bring our puzzle piece to the altar. Ask God where he has designed you to fit in the body of Christ. If you're not right with God, come and pray and find the purpose for which God has created you. Because God created us for a reason. God created us and has given us gifts and talents to not just use for our selfishness, but to use it for the kingdom of God so we can bless others with it. So with every eye closed and head bowed, Heavenly Father, let us bring our puzzle piece to you, Lord Jesus. Let us bring our puzzle piece, Lord God. Let us know and find out what it is that is our gifts and that is our talents, Lord God. Whether it's serving in kids ministry, whether it's starting a youth program, whether it's shaking someone's hand, smiling. Because God, you have given us a gift and you have given us talents and we thank you for them. Can we just worship him right now? And maybe you're saying, I need to get right with God. The altars are open. Feel free to get out of your seat. Pray by sitting and standing, raising your hands. But I want us to worship him. And if you aren't sure where that gift is, start asking God, where are you placing me? What are you doing? What are you stirring in my soul? I don't want to be that missing piece. I want to be... I want to put my Paul together. I want all Pauls on deck so that we can be better together. I want us to pray. If that's you, I just want you to start praying that God will give you a clear vision on what he wants for you. Because when you have that vision, God will lead you.